Hello, and welcome to Much Talk About Nothing, a show about apparently college football. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and you can find us anywhere. We are on Instagram, Twitter. I don't think we're on Facebook. We need to get on Facebook. Discord. We have an email, and that's Much Talk About Nothing at gmail.com. And just go give us a follow, shoot us a message, say hi, tell us you hate our guts. I don't care. Just interaction the algorithm loves specifically it. ingram's guts i mean most people do um joining me today is that that um smart aleck right there it is grant skillen how you doing today grant i'm doing good had a, um, almost a rough weekend but we we pulled out by the skin of our teeth and here we are oh good lord we've got a lot to talk about we do so this past weekend of college football but first, let me tell you about Manscaped. Support for Much Talk About Nothing is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over six, count them, six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping on any order with the code MUCHTALK. If my math's correct, that's about 12 million balls. Um, I know I'm loving my trimmer. The lawnmower 4.0 is fantastic. I love all the little guards, all like everything. It's skin safe, fantastic. I love my nose hair trimmer. I love like the toner, the deodorant, all of that. Grant, can you speak a little bit to what you're what you're loving about it yeah i I really like the lawnmower 4.0 did a great job shaving my face yesterday as well as it has this i don't have it plugged in plugs in with USB-C, but it's got a nice little wireless charger for when the very long battery life finally dies yeah that thing lasts forever i I still haven't plugged mine in yet like at all i I charged mine as soon as i got it but haven't charged it since yeah, it's just fantastic. Um, we've had them for about a month now. It is just awesome. I yeah, and then the underwear are um, heavenly, um, and the t-shirts they sent us are fantastic. If a little uncomfortable, only socially. They're comfortable shirts. They're just uncomfortably sociably. Um, because I don't know. I I I believe that your balls will thank you. I don't want that on my back all the time, you know. But um, Manscaped is the way to go. Go check them out. Make sure you use promo code MUCHTALK to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with your order. I cannot recommend them enough. From the bottom of my heart, go check out Manscaped. And when you do, just make sure you use promo code MUCHTALK so they know that we sent you. All right. This past weekend of college football was absolutely whack. Grant, what do you got to just kind of open the thing up? I mean, I feel like I kind of have to open up with Alabama-Texas, one of the first games of the day and one of the craziest games of the day. Oh, good Lord. I mean, that was was a very rough game. So for anyone who didn't watch, uh, Alabama won 20-19. So last week, I know Grant and I, I believe we both predicted Alabama would win. I don't think either of us thought it'd be that close. I think nobody in the world thought it would be that close. Texas should have won the game. Absolutely. They came down to one tackle. Texas should have won the game. So a little recap for those who didn't see it. Alabama gets the ball first, drives on uh, – that's not showing time, so let me pull up. 
this, but it shows time as a drive, so I can make sure I'm not being stupid. Okay, Alabama gets the first drive of the game, drives down, gets the field goal. Texas gets the ball and starts the trend of Quinn Ewers looked great. Mm-hmm. First drive, took Texas down the field, got a field goal. Then Alabama's next drive. Uh, kickoff got returned 19 yards. Next play, Jason McClellan took 81 yards for a touchdown. Not sure what went wrong for Texas there, but he kind of broke through the line of scrimmage on the right side, and then no one was there. Right. That's exactly he, how it happened. And he went 81 yards. Then came the next Texas drive. And I think an unfounded controversy, personally. But that's drive Quinn Ewers. Let's see. Quinn Ewers throws 17 yards to Jordan Whittington, then throws 46 yards to Xavier Worthy. Mm-hmm. Then the next play from the Alabama one, Quinn Ewers snaps. It's kind of running back, jumps in the air to throw it out of the back of the end zone, and he gets sacked, or not sacked, he gets tackled by Dallas Turner, one of Alabama's defensive ends. And because Quinn had jumped up, Dallas was about to hit him as soon as he let the ball go. Dallas hit him took him down and Quinn Ewers' left shoulder got driven into the ground and he has a sprained clavicle. So he's out for six weeks. Now that's controversial because it looked like a dirty hit. Why does it, it look like a no dirty way hit? It looked because like a dirty it was hit. probably a dirty hit. Did you did you watch it when it, did you watch it live? I did see it live. So Quinn is he jumps up. That's the first thing that goes wrong for him is when you're up, you've got to come back down. And when you come down you go down harder. Second, right. there was no way Dallas Turner could have avoided hitting him because he, if Quinn Ewers hadn't just gotten the ball off, he was going to get sacked. There's no way that he could have avoided hitting him. And he didn't drive him dirt, down dirty either. He's just sacked him. Quinn just happened to be up in the air, so he came down faster. See, I, I felt like he could have hit him a little less hard. Like, yeah, you're right. He couldn't have not hit him, but it was kind of being – it looked like he was being driven. and. I'm just going to say this as a former student. Um, and, you know, I grew up going to games at Alabama. They are kind of known for playing a little bit dirty. Yeah, but but I think in this instance, the announcers, even right away, the announcers were clear that they didn't think it was a dirty hit at all. The one on the one on Quinn Ewers. I don't think it was dirty. I don't I don't see any argument to say it's dirty. You can say maybe he was driven here. I'll pull up the play right now. On YouTube, yeah, I it just looked a little ugly. Um, that's all I'm saying. I I will admit when I'm wrong. Um, but I'm um, not wrong. Let's see. So Quinn Ewers is almost taken down by Will Anderson's running back. Jumps up here. I'll send you this link to watch it. I don't, I mean, to me, it just looks like he's sacking the quarterback. Yeah. I'm, and he, I'm looking he's at sacking it the quarterback, but because Quinn was up in the air, he came down harder than a quarterback normally. I think if that's a normal uh, sack, we don't think dude, anything about it. No, no, I'm looking at it myself. Um, no. What's he, okay, so. There's no way he can avoid it. There's no way he can. No, but he didn't have to go to the ground with the guy. 
Yeah, he did because he was running full steam at him, hit him. There's no way you can get out of that. I don't see dirty intent in there at all. It look it, it just looks ugly. It, it it does not it's not something that he had to do. And if you look at the way it is something he had to do. He couldn't have avoided it. It it looks worse in hindsight because Quinn got hurt. If no, Quinn didn't get hurt, we wouldn't be talking about it at all. It looks it, it's just a bad hit. He after the ball was let go, he didn't even try to let up. Because all. it was so quick after the ball was let go. Quinn lets the ball go, and he's a yard away from him, running at full steam at him to hit him. No one can stop that quickly and not hit him. I don't need him to stop that quickly and not hit him, but he really had like three yards, and he could not have gone to the ground. I like he could have he could have brushed off of viewers and stopped. Instead, no, he went. He, no, he, he couldn't could have. have. He could have because he's three yards away when that ball's let go. He could have just no. He's not. Out. I don't. Hold on, I'm watching I'm looking this at the in video. slow-mo. I'll put a clip in right now. He is a yard away from Quinn Ewers when Quinn Ewers throws the ball. When Ewers jumps, he Here, is out of you, the frame in this video I'm watching. Let me let me send you the video I have because it's I'll, in I'll, slow-mo. I'll give you two yards. Two yards when he... Here, I mean, maybe even slow this down. But you can more. still bump into the guy and not still go through with the full "I'm going to the ground" tackle. You can run into him and knock him over without driving him into the dirt. Not, not in live action. It, it, it's looked back on worse because Quinn got hurt in live action. No one's going to think a thing about it if Quinn doesn't get hurt. Okay, but I still say. In that situation, in order to minimize the risk of injury, he could have just not gone to the ground. In order to minimize the risk of injury, Quinn didn't have to jump a couple feet in the air. Well, he did to make the play. This guy wasn't making a play. The ball had been released. Yeah, he was only a couple of yards away. You're right. But once he saw the ball was gone, he could have tried to not go into the dirt. Hold on. Let me send you a picture of... This where Quinn. I don't have still... my phone in here, so if you're texting me stuff, I'm not saying it. Okay, I will. Um, let me see if I can get this stopped where I want it. I will put this picture I'm taking right now. I will overlay it in the video. Oh. His so doubt so to picture what I'm seeing. Dallas's front foot's about a yard and a half away from Quinn. His arms or his hands are a yard away, running full speed at him while Quinn still is in the air with the ball in his hand. Heck, if you really want to minimize injury, all he has to do is hit lower. Instead, when see. Quinn when Quinn goes up, he goes up with him and then drives all of him. So into this the is ground. this is gonna I don't know if this is gonna be reversed or not when you see it. So here is Dallas Turner. Back foot's two yards, front foot's a yard and a half. He's running full speed right now, and he, it's hard to see. But but then continue watching. Watch him stand up. But that that is the ball. It, can you see the little thing? Yeah. I know it's hard to see. That's I the ball still in Quinn's hand. Yeah, okay. But we know at that point he's releasing it. We know that ball's going. Yeah, but Dallas Turner is trying to hit him, obviously. Sure. Watch the play go through. I, I've watched it many times. So if you watch it go through, what you'll see is he stands up and drives Ewers into the ground. 
I don't think he stands up. He, Watch he it. maybe jumps a little bit, but he's going to sack a guy who's in the air. So Quinn right, Ewers jumps up and puts himself in a worse spot, a spot where he can get hurt versus just throwing the ball away and just getting hit and no one would have thought a thing of it. Uh, I, I'm really sitting there looking at it. And it, I mean, there are ways the defender could have just not hurt the quarterback. At that point, the play's over. You don't have a there play are, on him. You don't, once the ball is released, if he, you're right. If he jumped a little bit, there's no point. The ball's gone. There's but, no point going up, going up and trying to get all of your weight going into the ground with the dude. Okay, tell all me your, who. Look, you saw the picture. Tell me who in the world can stop when you're this close to someone. You're three I'm, feet okay. from someone running full speed. Don't you're going to hit that guy hard. Yeah, don't stop. Don't go up. Don't do your best to drive him into the dirt. That's all you I'm just saying. Drive him in the dirt. Yeah, don't do your best in, to do that. Like, if I, you stay a little bit lower, you hit him at the waist, and he, he maybe rebounds into the dirt, but your full weight is not on his shoulder. If you hit him in the waist, and then you take him down, you're going to take him down, the back of his head's going to slam the ground, and he's going to get a brain injury. I I don't think so, but okay. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to agree here. It looked ugly to me. I, I it just see. it just looked a little dirty, and I'm not a Texas fan. I want Texas to get the crap beat out of them by um, Kansas State. I think we've got a I think we've got a good chance of doing it, but I I don't I just don't like that play. I yeah, and I just I don't see it, and I think I think there's if I'm honest, I think there's a bias both ways here. I think I'm I can be biased towards not wanting it to be dirty. You, I think, if you're honest, could be more biased towards you almost wish it was dirty. I mean, not really, but okay. I mean, I don't almost wish you, it was dirty. You've talked like, about Quinn Ewers how being you, hurt. in your eyes, Alabama has a history of dirty plays. So in your eyes, if you see something that looks like on the edge of dirty for you, you're more likely to put it in dirty because of the history you see. Okay. You Do you know think what? that's fair? I, I can see it. Um, but what I'm saying is looking at this objectively with the, the idea of um, – you know, just I, I for Kansas State, Texas not having a five star quarterback is not the end of the world. I'm not like, that Texas. If so, regardless of the play, I th- I think everyone can agree. If Quinn Ewers does not get hurt, Texas beats Alabama pretty oh, easy, easily. Easy, easy, handily beats them by four touchdowns. And honestly, I would say Texas would go undefeated and win the national championship if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt based off of how they looked in that game. The defense looked fast. It looked sharp. Just the defense looked great all game. Shut down our receivers. Bryce had nowhere to go with the ball. The I'm offense, just gonna... they have Xavier Worthy looks great still, but Hudson Carr came in and then Hudson was hobbled, so he wasn't able to take full advantage of throwing this, throwing it to his speed. Yeah. Um, so we had I two quarterbacks get hurt in one game. Um, that was that's just unfortunate. It is the one where Hudson got hurt. It was like ten people from both teams in a huge pile, and, it, and yeah. when that happens, someone's going to come out hurt. Right. Um. But I don't know if Texas goes undefeated because looking at it, I don't know if it was so much that Alabama or that Texas was fantastic, or if Alabama just looked like crap. 
I like think... being honest, Alabama had no offense. Their defense was eh. well, um so yeah, our defense did not look great. We 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 definitely got bailed out there because of the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. But offense wise, the Texas defense, they were covering everything. We don't right now we don't have a Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Um how am I forgetting his name? And you don't, don't have, have we don't have one of those guys. We, our running backs, Jameer Gibbs is good, but for the in the second and third quarter, the Texas defense just shut down the entire field. Bryce so that, Young that, had nowhere to throw. We couldn't run. Receivers couldn't get open. So that furthers my point, though. I don't know how much of it was that Texas looked great and that Alabama looked like crap. I made the point, I believe, last year. I know I've been saying it for a long time. I don't think Bryce Young's that good. I think he's like the the last three or four Alabama quarterbacks. He dumps it out five yards. The receiver runs 80, 90% so, of the time. Okay, so part of that is that's our offense. Our offense, for the most part, is we take what the defense gives us, and then we go for a deep shot when it's there. We don't right. have that deep threat right now, so our offense is really take what's there. The Texas defense was good enough, and Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian knows the offense. They brought in Gary Patterson from TCU as a special assistant to Sark. And they, the announcer said they spent three months working on this game plan for Alabama. Yeah. yeah. So they, so Sark knew what we were going to do. They took it away. Bryce Young, though, still stayed composed the entire game. And the most important thing is he didn't make mistakes. There was nothing there, but he didn't, he didn't do anything costly. He didn't throw balls he shouldn't and throw interceptions. But he also didn't make anything happen. So because my point there was is nothing to that make happen. And then Texas once, has a what. Texas has a good defense. It's very it's a solid. I wouldn't say very good. I'd say it's solid. I t- I very good. I, I would say Texas's defense is about on par with what you're going to see out of Tennessee this year. Tennessee? Yeah. No, Tennessee's defense is nowhere near Texas's defense. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that at all from what I've seen. Tennessee's play. defense did not look. Great. Tennessee won the game at Pitt, but I would not say that Tennessee looked good for most of the game against Pitt. Tennessee held Pitt to less than four scores. Yeah, Texas held us to 10 up until the fourth quarter. And I would say that our offense is I maybe better than Pitt's. But remember, you don't have receivers this year. We don't. We so I forgot, or I may have mentioned it. We have, we do have a deep threat guy, Tyler Harold, who came over from Louisville, but he's hurt right now. But he's he's not as good as Jamison Williams, but he's going to be our take the top off the defense guy. He's that fast. I think he's a four two guy. Um, wow. So once he can do that, then the safeties have to go deep to watch for him. Then underneath game works, and Jameer Gibbs coming out of the backfield will benefit from that. Our our receivers need to improve. We have the talent, but they don't have the experience. Trajan Bolden looked good in the fourth quarter with Bryce. And Bryce, like I said, he didn't he didn't do anything great in the second and third quarters, but the most important thing there was he didn't make mistakes. He stayed calm and collected into the fourth quarter. Then when he started taking off and running, that opened the defense. The Texas defense started cracking. He started finding the guys, Trajan Holden. Um, Corey Brooks had a couple of good catches. Jameer Gibbs had some good catches. Was able to drive us down the field, get the touchdown, drive us down again to get the field goal. He did, the most important thing Bryce does is he takes what the defense gives him, and he does not make mistakes. And that's what was able to keep us in the game. 
without weapons, the defense isn't giving him anything. Because, I mean, again, where, where I was going with that is Texas is solid. You think you have a chance against Georgia? I, think I don't think, I don't think you score Harrell, against Georgia. I think if we have Tyler Harrell back and our receivers get more experience throughout the season, I think we have a shot. I'm not going to say right now that we win. Do we face Georgia, though? Because we would only face them in the SEC championship. And neither of us right. think Georgia's going to make it there. At least we did right. before the season. Well, Georgia's looking good, but yeah, you're right. I don't think they're going to make it there. But my point is simply that Georgia's known for their defense, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't if think you don't Texas's think they're defense there, is that then, good. No, Georgia's, Texas's defense is not as good as Georgia's. But neither of us think that that game's going to happen because we don't think Georgia's going to make it. But my, my point is just that I don't think – let's say it does. Let's say it's just like last year. They both make both games. They both play off and the Based SEC off of title. what we've seen, if, I, think yeah, it's if, a Georgia, if Georgia, I don't think it's a shutout, but I think if Georgia makes it, I think they would beat us based off of what we saw. Unless something changes drastically with Tyler Harrell coming back and our receivers developing and getting more experience. I don't – I haven't seen anything that would make me think we could beat a Georgia defense. When does but, Tyler, Tyler but Harrell but neither come of us, back? I'm not sure. Um, but but it's up. also you. I I I agree. I don't think we could beat Georgia, but neither of us think. Still, I still don't know if I think Georgia's going to make it to the SEC championship. If nah. they do, I don't think we beat them. I I yeah. I don't think after watching y'all against Texas, I get very scared about Arkansas. I get very scared about Tennessee. I get very scared about Ole Miss. I think all three of those teams are far better than Texas was, especially uh, once you Harrell hobble Texas. Harold has a sprained foot. And if you don't get Harold back in two weeks, you got to face Arkansas without him. You'll lose that game. I think we've got – so two weeks. Who we played this weekend? You play ULM. I, I'm going to be at that game. You play ULM, then you turn around and play Vanderbilt next week. If we have – Vanderbilt, um, mm-hmm. that's that's two weeks for our receivers to get some more experience because Holden was a backup last year. He didn't play much. Corey Brooks didn't play a ton either till the injuries. He was, I don't know if you, I mentioned this in the text, but he's the guy who caught the touchdown in the Auburn game last year from Bryce. Yeah. And, and that's another example of where our offense was shut down, but Bryce stayed calm, stayed cool, didn't make mistakes, and was able to benefit off of mistakes by the armor defense they happened at the end of the game yep i i can i can see it i i just don't i have a hard time believing it's going to be a good year for alabama but alabama has a tendency of not ever losing when they should and it's winning. it's going to be it's going to be a tough year um our defense did not look good um uh, we, we got some stops but i think even a i think even a full like a healthy hudson card i think they beat us relatively easily because yeah. they were able um, to get down the field with a quarterback who was as mobile as Tom Brady, who needed his mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he hurt. So, I think I think it was his right ankle, which was even worse for him because he was it was harder for him to like get power. On right. His so, just out of curiosity, looking at it now, how many games do you think Alabama ends up pulling off? I need to pull up the schedule, and right now. You play A and M. You play Arkansas. You play Tennessee. You play Ole Miss, and of course, you play Auburn. I think we beat Ole Miss, or not? No, I think no. I think we beat for sure A and M. Is what I meant to say. 
I think, yeah, I think a um, high school football team from like Arkansas could beat A and M. Let me pull up our schedule. <laughs> this schedule or this segment has really just been the grants talk about Alabama. Yeah, why well, I, I pulled up twenty twenty two Alabama. Why is it showing our players from last year? I don't know. Yeah, we have essentially talked about Alabama How for like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um let's let's kind of move on. We'll come back to that. Um big shakeup in I guess the top ten, Notre Dame. Um Marshall. Marshall. You know, Marshall could be a top ten team. Marshall, um, I, when I checked the rankings, they were, I don't think Yahoo, oh, Yahoo will let me pull this up. Okay, wonderful. Marshall is four votes behind Oregon to be number 25. After beating number eight? Mm-hmm. Uh, why? I don't know. Um, and there are two behind A&M who I honestly don't think should be ranked. I don't think they should have been as high as they were anyways. But No, and you've got a I whole argument about that. I don't think they that. should be ranked after that. I mean, I Appalachian mean, State's two off of 25. Here's a question. What do you do with an unbeaten Marshall? They will have had to have beaten Notre Dame. They mm-hmm. will have had to have beaten Appalachian State. Are those their two hardest games? Oh, I mean, Bowling Green, Troy, Gardner-Webb, Louisiana, James Madison, Old Dominion, Georgia Southern, and Georgia so, State. I mean, the Notre Dame one's a good win, although Notre Dame's offense just, oof, they, they have not looked good. I mean, they scored they 10 points on Ohio State. They scored 21 on Marshall. Tyler... Buckner threw two interceptions. I don't know if he got hurt or, the back, or they brought the backup in. I cannot remember. I think he Wait, may have gotten hurt. Don't quote me on that. Notre Dame has an offense? No. They don't have <laughs> the problem. Yeah, it, it looks it, – the year looks rough for Notre Dame. It does. There's no and point in even got, recapping that game. That was just They gave ugly. up more points to Marshall than they did to Ohio State. So, so one, one <laughs> argument I want to make is – I know you don't want to get back to Alabama. Let me pull up that first game because Ohio State's offense, it was a tough grinding game. They only scored 21 points on Notre Dame. C.J. Shroud had a decent game, um, but nothing crazy like we thought he would. But we knew he was going to bounce back. But he has better weapons than Alabama. I think C.J. Shroud and Bryce Young are probably the two best quarterbacks in the country. And I don't think Bryce Young is very good. I don't. I, I don't understand that at all. I don't know does, how you can say that. He he doesn't make plays. He does make plays. You saw him take off and run, and that opened up the Texas defense. I did see him take off and run. You're right. He beat he, Georgia he, last year, and we didn't have we we lost. I believe we lost Jamison before the championship, and Demetri went down in the championship last year. I can't. But, it, it was. One of those two. I can't remember if it was that order or not. But but he still had the but he still had the weapon. Like he again, his you're right. Alabama takes what the defense gives them. Mm-hmm. They don't make things happen. We and don't so right I, now. We don't have the people that make things happen. We don't have Jalen Waddle. We don't have Jamison Williams. We don't have Jerry Judy. 
but you argue you have the best people. quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. See, my, my point mm-hmm. is just that when you do have those weapons, he dumps it out five yards to them. They run 85. I don't see, like, most of his 90-yard, whatever, like, you know, the long plays that he's known for aren't his fault. Like, it's somebody else that did the work. And so I'm just sitting there like, yeah, he doesn't make very many mistakes, but he doesn't do anything. He does. He does, though. He didn't. He couldn't against Texas. He did. He he took us down the he took us down the field twice. He took what the defense gave him because that's what our offense does. He was efficient. He was twenty seven of thirty nine. No, it wasn't for a lot of yards. It was five and a half yards an attempt. But there was nothing all game. So he was having to give. He was having to take what the Texas defense gave him. And that's what he did. He was playing smart by doing that, not playing risky by trying to force something that's not there. Because I that's just, how you lose a game like that easily is when you start getting you just get shat. No, that's not the word. I just don't see that shattered. Um, you or you get your confidence gets shattered. You just try to throw stuff up and make stuff happen, and that's when you lose. Versus waiting, and then that big run opened up the Texas defense and gave just enough cracks for him to start finding people. Yeah. We're not going to agree on that. I just don't see him. I, I don't see him as good as Stetson Bennett. I don't see him as good as. Um, you're, oh. you're, I no, I can't take that. He he was last year. He threw forty three touchdowns, four interceptions. He you're, threw. That's, he, you cannot he, make that argument. He dumps the ball. That's all he does. The receivers scored. I I I. I, I just I don't see Bryce Young making incredible plays i don't see him make i I don't see bryce young being any better than the backup quarterback that you've got there that can do the exact same thing of dumping the ball five yards and letting the guy run up the middle i just don't see it it's been that way for the last three alabama quarterbacks they just aren't that good they get to the nfl where the defense actually exists and they're not that good are you okay hold on let's 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 look at I mean, we can literally look at Tua. Tua okay, is not look at look at Mac. Mac's rookie year last year, he had a sixty-seven percent completion percentage, twenty-four touchdowns, ten interceptions. Yeah, great rookie year he, for the Patriots. Yeah, he went to the professional version of Alabama. They do the exact same thing. If you look at a team like Miami, where you actually need to make something happen at quarterback, Tua, the Alabama Tua guy has not do been it. the same since his injury. He had more velocity on his throw before the injury. Now he doesn't have the velocity, but he's accurate, has good timing, and that's what he did yesterday. I don't know if you watched the Dolphins-Patriots game, but he didn't do anything crazy, but he made accurate throws, put the ball where it needed to be, let his receivers make plays. That's what you're supposed to do. When you have those weapons around you, that's what you do. Jalen in Philadelphia, he's more of a runner, um, but he's starting to get better as a thrower. I, I I drafted him on my fantasy team. I think Jalen. I don't count year. as an Alabama quarterback. He was a he was an Oklahoma guy, and he actually could make plays. I mean, he he took the year off as the backup for Tua came in against Georgia, let us down the field, scored two touchdowns, and won us the game. He was he was the guy. He was at Oklahoma. He got that way because he was the backup at Alabama for a year, just learning and getting better as a passer. I, I don't know if he got it that way, but regardless, I just don't think. Alabama makes good quarterbacks. I think they have a good offense. I think they've got a good offensive system, but I don't think their quarterback needs to be good, and I don't think he is. Well, let's just move on. Okay. Um, um, because so you... A&M, 
looked like trash got beat by upstate yeah got yeah. beat by later, upstate. later on in the episode i'm gonna make I, i'm not i'm not gonna say jimbo should be fired right now but you're gonna make the case he's not going to be i don't know that he should right now i think he should get another year or two but i have i'm gonna make a case of why i think it would not be if they didn't have him signed through 2031 i would why be surprised they, if he made it out of this season why did they sign him through 2031 oh gosh i mean um, he beat alabama last year but other than that they were eight and three yeah they had other, one good season in 2020 when they were nine and one i'll, I'll wait to get into yeah. Some other than um, other than that, the big losses of the week: Texas Tech beat Houston, um, Washington State beat Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, Kent beat Oklahoma. No, I'm kidding. Um, Ken- Kent. Kentucky, Kentucky beat Florida. Kentucky beat Florida. Um, bad too. Um, Anthony Richardson took a huge step back. Yeah. Um, as a passer, he did not. BYU beat Baylor. BYU is a legitimate team this year. Mm-hmm. I think if BYU can win out, which we'll see if BYU can win out, I think if BYU wins out, I think they make the playoffs. They, they've got to play Oregon. They've got to play a now unranked Notre Dame, and they have to play Arkansas. If they win those three games, I think I think they make the playoffs. At what point this season are we going to say that Notre Dame is not a hard team to beat? Because I think we're getting close to that territory that we shouldn't consider them as a good team to beat. I just called them an unranked Notre Dame. They're zero and two. Yeah, they're not good, but that is a team on the roster. Like, and looking at it, I think Notre Dame is probably better than Utah State. Maybe, maybe yeah. maybe beat them fifty-five zero. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, another team that had a a tough road to hoe was Pitt. They got beat by Tennessee by a touchdown. Um, Tennessee looked good that game. They, they then, didn't look great at the beginning. Um, they were down, I think it was like 14, 10 or 14-0 at some point in the first quarter. But then they came back. They were able to have a, be able to shut down the Pittsburgh offense decently well. Um, offense started playing better. The, part of the reason is they because of the Pittsburgh defense, the best way to beat them was to just throw it deep as much as you could until yeah. something stuck. <laughs> so they had a couple of overthrows and a couple of misses, but once they started hitting on it more consistently, they were able to start making their making a comeback and ended up winning that game. Yeah. Um, looking at it, a team to look out for would be South Carolina. They were, I mean, they held Arkansas fairly close, two touchdowns, but still like fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a game that they were not expected to really have much of a chance in. So I, I think it's a I, I think you could watch out for South Carolina because they've got I mean they've got Spencer Rattler now it might they might be pretty good. Um, Ar- yeah, in Arkansas they've got KJ Jefferson who, as a passer, I mean in South against South Carolina he was eighteen of twenty one for one sixty two and a touchdown. Um, their their offense is kind of similar to Florida where they're more of a running offense than a passing offense. Yep, um, for sure. A little bit about Florida. That Anthony Richardson did not look good. No. And end end of sentence in that game. Um, he was fourteen of thirty five for one hundred and forty three yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Only ran for four yards. His longest run in the entire game was four yards. 
Oh gosh. Boy, does that good. look bad last week. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, it's uh gosh. Um but first game he looked very promising because that was a good Utah team. Like a legitimately I would, like they beat whoever they faced like seventy three to seven this past yeah, weekend. They, but they placed like Southern let's see. Well yeah, placed the but... Southern Utah Thunderbirds. I didn't realize Southern Utah had a team. Um they've uh, so we have the Roaring Mormons. What's that team's nickname? The Southern so- Southern Mormons? The Southern Mormons? I, I don't know. I, I mean the Roaring Mormons, I mean BYU is just was just founded by Brigham Young. But um yeah, no. Southern Utah plays nobody and will never play anybody and half the time they lose to nobody. Um they lose I think Southern Utah loses games on bye weeks. Um they but, lose games that they don't even play in. Yep. Um but Baylor the Baylor game was good. That was a two overtime game. That's a that's mm-hmm. a it, it's an impressive win for the Roaring Mormons. I'm interested to Definitely. see how far they how far they cry. Um now, if we look at the the top twenty five, Grant, you want to go through that? Yes, let me go ahead and get that back up. So, number one spot is now Georgia, which I think that's fair. Alabama does not deserve to be number one. You can make an argument that we should even be maybe three or four after that game. I would have argued you should have dropped to Clemson's spot at five. I think that I think that's pretty fair. Um, Clemson looked good, but Georgia, what Samford. Oh no! Right. No, it wasn't a game that they could have lost. Yeah, but I, they still Alabama looked, looked ugly. Like I, I have a hard time just saying, "Hey, they should have just dropped one." But I mean, I'm one person, so it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Number two, we got Alabama. We've talked about that plenty today, so there's not more really to talk about. Um, nope. Number three, we've got Ohio State. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, they yeah. they did their job. They beat Michigan. Oh, so actually, we didn't mention that game. So I don't know if it's official yet. Yeah, it is official. Um, JJ McCarthy is the starting quarterback for Michigan. Oh, cool. Um, he went eleven of twelve for two twenty nine and three touchdowns. Wow, that's a that's a good day. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they're facing what Hawaii. They they played Hawaii. Still, but still, when you're facing a team like Hawaii, that's what you're supposed to do. So he did that. Cade McNamara didn't. So it is what it be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, this might sound bad, but because Cade was their starter last year, I almost wonder if that was Harbaugh's way of he didn't want to outright name McNamara the starter over or name McCarthy the starter over McNamara. So he, each, he gave him each a game knowing JJ would probably look better so he could start him. Right. And I, I think that's fair. Um, I do want to mention, I forgot to mention earlier, the Kansas State game, we we throttled Missouri, like throttled Missouri. We didn't give up a touchdown to the last play. They got five. They it was a I'd call it a classless inning. People are are, are classless ending. Um they they were try they went for it on fourth down and got like a I don't even remember what the penalty was and got another play with no time left to score a touchdown. So a touchdown we've given up. We've like slaughtered Missouri. Um so one question about that game. Adrian Martinez was only nine of twenty. Right. I, I didn't watch it. How did he look throwing the ball? Did it look that bad? It didn't look that bad. Um but I didn't I mean I didn't see much to go with it, but I don't think it was that bad. 
I think no, it was also, wasn't, was there was so, a delay. There was a rain delay, so that's also yeah, a factor. It, so the ball's wet. It, yeah, it, it was it was bad. It, it, there were two rain delays. It was rough. Um, but um, our defense looked killer. We had four picks on four consecutive drives. Actually, we had four picks in five plays on two different quarterbacks. It was incredible. Yeah, the, the question there is, is that just Missouri not having two good quarterbacks? Well, I mean, we still have to catch it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, Brady no, Cook they, came from Brady Cook was a backup somewhere. Yeah. Was it Georgia? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, as we're going down this line, we've got Clemson at number five because, of course, we have Oklahoma. AJ looked good. Uh, he was very efficient. I think he threw an interception at one point, but the parts of it I saw, he looked very good, very efficient, very oh, agile. He had a couple good runs. Um, they played Furman. Yeah, okay. They beat Furman like we beat Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. then we have Oklahoma at six. Mm-hmm. They lost to Kent. <laughs> yeah, they lost to Kent State. Yeah, no. Um, we have Oklahoma yep. West at seven. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's fair. I mean, they Stanford scored twenty eight on them, but the offense looked good as always. Um, yeah, defense I mean, they, is always going to be the question under Lincoln Riley. <laughs> yeah um but i mean they look good enough we have oklahoma state so we have three mm-hmm. oklahoma teams it, from six to seven to eight um one of them just happens to be located in southern california um yeah number nine we've got kentucky after that one versus florida i think that's very fair i think that's um, fair um, right behind them we've got arkansas i think i think that's fair to have arkansas right behind them because kentucky beat a better team Right, they have the better signature win at, the, at this point. We have Michigan State at 11, which, okay. Um, who did mm. they play? I didn't, Is that Akron? I, yeah, they beat, <laughs> they beat the Akron Zips, 52 Zip. <laughs> which, by the way, Peyton, maybe... Peyton Thorne, though, their uh, starting quarterback through 18, 28, 212, no touchdown, two picks. Wow. That could be something to watch. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if it was really bad or not, but just Wait, saying that could be something to watch. Who's starting QB? Uh, Michigan State. Through two picks and no touchdowns? Mm-hmm. And they won 52 nothing. Yes. That's almost more impressive. Um, who's their running back? Because I know they had Kenneth Walker last year. I, they got Jalen Berger, went 17 for 107, backup went 15 for 81, third string went 8 for 57, six touchdowns between them. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming in after them, we have the Roaring Mormons. Um, mm-hmm. Up nine spots after beating Baylor. I think that's fair. I don't honestly. probably Maybe even up. higher than that. That's what I was about to say. I'd probably bump them up a little higher, but I don't know who you knocked down to to do that. Um, I mean, you probably you probably knocked down Michigan State, or maybe maybe like BYU, Michigan State, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas has better wins. Yeah, but that was they a beat- closer win versus South Carolina. I mean, they- Baylor is the better win out of them, right? Because um, Arkansas beat Cincinnati and then beat. South Carolina. Right. But Arkansas beat last year's playoff team. And I mean, you're right. I, I agree. BYU should be higher, but I have a hard time moving Arkansas to 12. Um, yeah. So I mean, we'll I, I don't see. have an issue with. I, I mean, I really. BYU plays. 
The only thing so far that you maybe could change would be Alabama lower, but I would have lowered Alabama. I would have swapped them with. I would have swapped. I'd have lowered them to five and just moved five, um, five through three up. I mean, that's Um, probably fair. I mean, let's see how we look against Louisiana Monroe. That's who we're playing, right? Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to crush them, but let's see how we look against Louisiana. Well, no, I mean, let's let's look at how we bounce back. Do we bounce back and have a rough game against them, or do we bounce back and do what we normally do to a team like that and beat up you on Monroe? Yeah, um, yeah. Then we have Miami at thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have Utah at fourteen. They interesting. They put spot. Miami right or Utah right above Tennessee. Yeah, but. Because Tennessee's Utah... got a good win, and Utah has a loss of Florida. So listen to this, though. Utah fell one spot following a 73-7 to win. I've never I mean, seen that. I mean, they faced who's SUU. That's all I see on Yahoo. And Miami a... rose beating Southern Miss. Like, I don't they beat, see. They beat, let's see. They beat Miami... Southern Miss. Yeah, they, they they rose two spots beating Southern Miss and Utah fell a spot after they beat the crap out of Southern Utah. Um, um, they're me, crying. <laughs> before I say something stupid, let me check. Utah beat an FCS team. Miami beat an FBS team. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Tennessee fifteen after they beat Pitt. Except they struggled early. It looked good later on. That was a game I did watch. I think you could argue them over Utah. Maybe I even them argued, over Miami. I, I was about to say I would argue them over Utah because they had a better win. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, over both of them, I, I don't know why they only bumped up nine. I mean, I'm happy they're in the top fifteen, but I'd have bumped them up with the the Kentucky Arkansas line. I think I think with time, once they start seeing, I think Tennessee is going to keep winning games. I think they'll slowly move up at least in the top ten. Is Tennessee going to keep winning? Oh, yeah, they're playing Akron this week. Uh, yeah, which I might be at that game, so I can hopefully give a first-hand account of Hendon Hooker going, like, going sicko mode on Akron. <laughs> Just slaughtering the zip. Um, yeah. Um, then we, we got North, North Carolina. Carolina State. Yep. Who's that that they beat? Um, oh, Miami. See. Miami's got Charles A&M coming up next week. Yeah, um, that should be an easy game for Miami, <laughs> um, as we'll make the case for in a moment. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you look at – and BYU's got Oregon, but when you look at the top 11, I don't really see anyone. Oklahoma's facing Nebraska. <laughs> Scott Frost got fired. Forgot yeah, to mention that's, that. that's the big news of the week, right? Um, Scott yeah, Frost no one cares. ate it. No one cares about Nebraska I was anyways. I was surprised that Scott Frost ate it because I, I believe in Scott Frost. I'm interested to see if he actually gets a job. Um he yeah. he he had a couple good seasons at UCF, came to Nebraska and didn't didn't yeah. Um, <laughs> but and actually, to... he he was in close games against teams he should have gotten slaughtered by, and then lost games to teams he should have murdered. That's just how it went. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia Southern being an example. Sorry, Kaylee. Um, then yeah. seventeen Baylor, we got Baylor. Yeah, I think that's um, a fair spot for him. I didn't get to watch the BYU Baylor game, but didn't I go? I think I saw it went like double overtime. It went double overtime. I mean, knock up nine spots, but or eight spots, but I, I still I feel like if they went out, they're in contention. Yeah, I mean they're they're not in a they lost to BYU, but they're not in a terrible spot because they lost to a good BYU. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got Florida at 18. Yeah. They looked good first week, like you said, last week. Not, not really so much. Um, nope. You could argue maybe even drop them lower than that. Eh. But but we'll see I how mean, they bounce back. They They're lost to number Southern 20, Florida, so. I don't drop them any lower than 20. Um, yeah, 19, you got Wake Forest. Um, Sam Hartman was back for them. They Had slaughtered Vandy. Hmm? They, they, they slaughtered Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like, slaughtered maybe, Vanderbilt. If you're going to be picky, 20. maybe a little worrying that Vanderbilt scored 25 on them. Hey, you know, you never know. Vanderbilt might be good this year. So I, I have a friend. I had a friend growing up who was a Vandy fan. He still is, but every year, I remember every year growing up. This is our year. We're gonna win the national championship. Win like two games. No, this is our year. We're gonna win. Have you ever apologized to him for his losses? No. Uh, um, oh. And then Ole Miss at 20, which is, I mean, okay. Yeah, I wonder, um, um, they had a great game. I wonder, ooh, I think um, Luke Altmeyer, who was the guy who started the second game for him, looks like he got hurt. Mm-mm. Although I think he was looking good enough where he probably would have won the job had he not gotten hurt. Right. Or he threw an interception. Um. And then, oh no, he did not look. He was six of thirteen for ninety yards, two touchdowns. Then through the pick, and Jackson Dart came in. It was ten to fifteen for one eighty two and two touchdowns. Yeah. So Dart looked better against the same team. Ah, so it won't be too bad. Um, then we have Texas coming into the rankings on a loss at twenty one. I I honestly think that's fair because I I think Texas should have been ranked anyways last week. I think they should have been higher than 21 last week, personally. Um, I think the question for them is going to be Quinn Ewers, I think, was out four to six weeks. Can he come back at the earlier half of that? Um, And then can Hudson Card be healthy? Because that defense looked good, like we talked about. Um, If Hudson Card can be a little more healthy, be able to run, have some more velocity – I think they have pretty good shot to win a few more games before Clinton comes back. Yeah, um, we will. We will see. Um, mm-hmm. But I think. I think if. I think if they can. I. I don't know who they're playing. I know we, we had the conversation a couple weeks ago. Of they had a tougher schedule around the times Quinn's going to be gone now. Um, I think if they can come out undefeated or maybe just one loss out of that tougher stretch. That they're yeah. in a pretty good place with Quinn coming back. I I can agree. Um, but if I'm looking, I mean, if we look at it, they'll get. It. Re- wait, repeat what you just said because I got distracted. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I think I think if they can come out of the next four weeks, I think when do they have a buy? Um, is it four and then a buy, or is it three then a buy? Is neither of those two. Oh, they, I thought I remembered a buy. They don't have a buy till um November twenty or till October twenty ninth, which means that Quinn Ewers will be back just in time to play da, 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 Kansas State. So he's probably so he's gonna miss he, he probably misses the Oklahoma game. He he probably misses the Oklahoma game. They might lose to West Virginia. They might lose to I mean honestly. Wait a second. Maybe How does tech- this score make any sense? I'm I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> Kansas beat West Virginia 55-42 in overtime. Pick six? I guess, that, but they scored 13 points in overtime. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, um, sorry. Let's see. UTSA hasn't looked bad, I don't think. I think they could beat them. Tech. Texas Tech looks pretty good. They beat Houston. That might be a closer game. I think they beat West Virginia. Oklahoma Texas Tech has a, a habit of beating game. people they shouldn't. Um, like like a, a good habit of beating people they shouldn't. Um, I think I think they win their next three. I think they may lose Oklahoma. I think I think the best scenario for Texas is you go three and one, lose to Oklahoma. At that point, you're out of playoffs. If you could have him back for Iowa State, that'd be the best scenario for him so he can get a game back before Oklahoma State. But really, they need him. I think if he's not back by Oklahoma State, I think they lose two games while he's out, and then they're – and then you actually may be right about their schedule more than I was. But um, And then I think Kansas State still beats them. I, I just have a feeling um, our defense looks fantastic. Anyway. We'll see. My, my only State? question with Kansas State is can Adrian Martinez step up when he needs to? Because he hasn't had to so far. It's just going to be can he win? He looked a lot to. better this last game. Like, just in general, he looked yeah. a lot better. The rain um, the rain hurt him, but we'll have to see. Right, but he – but um, like his issue was always late turnovers that turned into stuff. I'm not seeing that from him this year. Um, like, I'm just not. I mean, y'all got y'all got Oklahoma coming up in two weeks. That's going to be the big test. Y'all y'all got y'all got a tough schedule. If y'all can come out, I think if y'all can come out with one loss by the end of the year, that would be very good. And win the big, I mean, win the Big Twelve with one loss. I think we're looking at a like at a title situation. Yeah, but I think I think that'll be tough. Oklahoma will be a good test. I think Oklahoma State will be a good test. If Quinn Ewers is back, Texas is a good test. Baylor too. It'll be tough, but we'll see how it turns out. Um, if I will say this, and this is just something you, I don't think you know, I believe we've beaten Oklahoma the last three or four years in a row. Um, Lincoln believe, Riley also isn't there anymore, right? But if we like, but we beat Lincoln Riley like three or four weeks or three or four years straight, I believe. Like I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look. Um, I do know, I, I, I hadn't remembered it, but I do know that. Like um, that, y'all have at least kept it close the past few years. I know you've won at least once or twice. Yeah, we wait. We lost last last year by six. Um, we beat them the year before by three, and the year before that we beat them by seven. Um, and then we lost pretty badly the year before. So we we beat them two out of the last three years. I don't remember where they're who's going where this season. If they're if we're going to them, it might be close. Um, um I think we're going to them. Yeah, at Oklahoma. Yeah, so it might be close. I um, think it's gonna be I think it's close regardless of where it's at because Oklahoma's a good team. Dylan Gabriel's looked good. They're number six. Who have they beaten? They beat Kent State. Who have you beaten? I mean we, we if beat you want to make the argument of but, oh no, but, he beat Missouri. Yeah, but we held we've held them to we held Missouri and South Dakota to fewer points than they held Kent State and UTEP, even if even with that classless play at the end. Kent they allowed three points to Kent State. Yeah, and they allowed thirteen to UTEP. Um, we'll see. 
How many of y'all out of the first week? Or was it a Zero. shutout? We shut them out. Yeah. But I, I mean, those are two good defensive efforts. I don't think you can really be like, oh, no, they allowed you allowed, they allowed like three more points to awful right. teams. I, <laughs> I know. But anyway, then we have yeah. Penn State. Um, I don't know who Penn State beat. Penn State beat Ohio. Beat Ohio. They've got Auburn coming up. Purdue apparently up. is trying to be good because who, who is Purdue? They nearly beat Penn State. It was thirty-five, thirty-one. Um, like I think week. Sean Clifford made a couple mistakes and think threw a couple bad picks for him, but brought him back in that game if I remember correctly. Yeah. Twenty-three. We've got Pitt. I think that honestly, you may even could put Pitt a little higher than that. Um, I, I could see Pitt going above Penn State. Yeah, I think they win this week, and they probably go above them. 24, we've got A&M. They've got Miami coming up. Can't wait I don't, to see how that game turns if out. If both teams win this week, I think Penn State stays where they're at because they're playing Auburn, um, and Auburn that um, looks like absolute crap, but still in Auburn. I mean, yeah. technically, Auburn beat San Jose State. <laughs> technically. It was ugly. Yeah, uh, 24, we got A&M, Miami. Can't wait to watch Miami beat them up there. 25, we've got Oregon. They've got BYU. Um, yeah. Again, so Oregon beat Eastern Washington 70-14. to 14. Um, right. Bo Nix did his Bo Nix thing, 28 of 33, 277, five touchdowns. Yeah, because they played nobody. Yeah, so obviously the question there is, can Bo Nix show up? If they do, I think they have a chance against Miami, but I think Miami wins that game. Yeah. Or no, I agree. Uh, no, they're facing BYU. Um, they definitely need Bo Nix to show up. Um, A&M's got Miami. That's the one I can't wait to watch. Yeah. Because I want to watch Miami beat them very badly. Right, right. outside of top 25, we've got Marshall, Appalachian State, Cincinnati, Kansas State, Wait, how many how many votes did K State receive? Seventy seven. How far out were so we were out by twelve than... off of Oregon, but then like Oregon was about sixty off of A and M. Okay, so there's a, there's think... a huge drop off in votes from Ole Miss at twenty to Texas, and then from Texas Penn State's close, then from Penn State to Pittsburgh's a drop, and then so A&M hearing... Oregon. Is if we throttle Tulane like we've been throttling people, we'll be top twenty five next week. Probably, probably twenty four, twenty five. Because I mean, I think A and M loses. I think that opens spot. Um, right, and then if we beat Oklahoma, we'll we'll be good. Yeah. So I guess I know you got to go soon, but I got twenty minutes. But I want to give my so talking about A and M. I don't so. I'll preface this with I don't think Jimbo I don't think Jimbo should be fired right now. I'll preface it with that. Nor do I think he will be fired right now. He's under contract at nine million a year through twenty thirty one. Um, you can't fire that guy. <laughs> you can't afford it. No. Um, so my argument's going to go a couple of different ways. So first, so let's look at the recruiting classes because I mean the recruiting classes under Jimbo have been great. Twenty eighteen was kind of the like crossover year of him just coming in and someone they got 17 that's not a bad recruiting class 2019 they got number four 2020 they got number six 21 they got number eight and then of course last year they got number one so their recruiting classes under Jimbo have been elite you can't say anything other than that right he's got four top eight classes in the last four years that's elite recruiting 
So then last year under Kevin Sumlin, they had to drop off. They were like 10 and three, I think the year before. Then they went to seven and six. Someone got fired. Jibbo comes in 2018, nine and four, 2019, eight and five. So better than someone's was not too much better. Um, But you can also say he was using his players. So that kind of makes sense. Then you come into 2020. That's been his best year at A&M. They were 9-1, and one, but that was also Kellen Mond's last year at A&M. Kellen Mond did not come in of Jimbo Fisher. He came in under Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. Um, so then coming in the last year, they had had the number four and number six class. That would have been their um, juniors and their sophomores coming in that year. Last year, they did beat us, but they only went 8-4 and four on the entire season. So... If you're noticing a trend here, since 2018, when he took over, nine and four, eight and five, nine and one in a shortened season, eight and four, there's not been much improvement. Yeah. I mean, I really haven't, just in watching them play, I haven't seen much improvement. They were improving early because he had Kellen Mond, who was pretty good at AM. I always thought he was a little overrated. But that's also because I mainly watched him against us and he didn't really play as well against us. Um, but I mean, they went nine and one his last year. Then he got drafted by the Vikings, just got cut. Um, but they were eight and four. They beat Alabama. So at least you could say there's some sign of improvement. But yeah. you could also say the eight and four, be like, oh, they had Haynes King, who was going to be their starter, came in, got hurt the second game, but he threw three interceptions the first game. Didn't look particularly good until he got hurt last year. So they came back this year. Okay, our guy's back at quarterback. We're going to have a good year. First game, he was two touchdowns, two interceptions, threw a couple big plays, made a couple bad mistakes. Okay, right. he's still young. We've got Appalachian State coming up next week. That's a good game for him to rebound on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Then um, you come in and you lose, what, 17-14 to Appalachian State? Yeah. It was it was rough. The A and M was nothing short of awful, and yep. so I don't think I don't think Jimbo should be fired. But that's a horrible team to lose to in a horrible way. You only dropped fourteen points on Appalachian State last week. North Carolina dropped sixty on them. You let North Carolina yeah, drop sixty. Apple, and you're dropping but Appalachian, but Appalachian State also dropped sixty on North Carolina. Yeah, your defense <laughs> is better than North Carolina's, but your offense was much worse. They dropped sixty. You dropped fourteen. Yeah, on a at that cool. point unranked team. I mean, right. Appalachian State has Chase Bryce, who's a former Clemson backup at quarterback. Can't remember their coach's name, um, but that was an awful loss. I agree with the Tennessean. The Tennessean said that Jimbo Fisher is just a rich man's Kevin Sumlin. That that's the exact article I have. So <laughs> Kevin Sumlin's record through his first fifty games was thirty six and fourteen. Yep. And if you remember, Kevin Sumlin was able to recruit Johnny Manziel to A and M and had the couple great seasons under Manziel. Yep. Then once Manziel left, he fell off. Jimbo, guess Jimbo's record through his first fifty games. Thirty five and fifteen. Yeah, you pulled up the article. Um, <laughs> through his first 50 games, Jimbo had a worse record than Kevin Sumlin did with yeah, better recruiting. Game. So with better players, he had a worse record. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but did, when did, when was Sumlin there? 
that's that's he, something to look at. He got fired after 17. I think he was there from 10 or 11 to 17. You can look that um, up. So, so he was there, um, if we look. He's from Alabama, by the way. He's from Bruton. Hmm. Um, but if we if we look, he was at A&M from 2012 okay, to 12 2017. To 17. Okay. So in 2012, though, so this is something to look at. Well, I guess, I guess they were in. Yeah, that was their first year at Southeastern Conference. I guess that was just okay. Yeah, they they came in. I I think he recruited Manziel, um, but they came in and had a couple really good seasons with Manziel there. But that that's another argument is if you look at Jimbo's record, um, like just Jimbo at Florida State. At first, he was ten and four, nine and four. Then I believe in 2012 is when James Winston took over at quarterback, 12 and 2, 14 and 0, 13 and 1. So Jimbo's best years were with James Winston at quarterback, and James Winston was—I mean, he was an absolute stud. He went number one in the draft for a reason. Yeah. Um, after James left, 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 5 and 6. So honestly. Without James, without Jameis at Florida State, he was ten and four, nine and four, ten and three, ten and three, five and six. That's pretty similar to what he's been at A and M, and he's not had a quarterback at A and M. Yeah, but with but with ten win seasons, I don't think anybody gets gone except for maybe Dan Mullen. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but he he went five. What was it? Five and five and six his last season and got fired. Yeah. So it. it it ended up being a collapse after Jameis left. It took a minute for it to happen. Then he comes into A and M. I think A and M was undefeated one year with someone, I believe. And then one uh, year they had one loss. Um, I, I know I've got this. No, I don't have this pulled up. Oops. Uh, yeah, I, I can. I see your argument. Yeah. Um, so I agree I with you, though. I don't think he'll be gone. I don't think he'll be gone. And I and I think there's one. There's one main reason I wouldn't fire him right now. And it's part of this number one recruiting class. Well, well, oh. yes, but they <laughs> in their class this year they got a five star quarterback named Connor Wiegman. Wiegman, I'm not sure how you say his last name. I'm just gonna call him Connor. Um, he was. Do I have this still pulled up? He was a very high recruit. He, he was. I mean, he was a five star. He was number twenty two in the country. Um, number two quarterback in the class. Yeah, um, he's he's so according to twenty four seven sports, he's a projected first round pick, and they compared him to Dak Prescott. Dak was very good at or pretty really good at Michigan, not no, Mississippi State. Really good at Michigan. <laughs> no, um, I mean Dak. Unlike... Dak had a couple pretty really good years at Mississippi State. Dak is still in the NFL, isn't he? Mm, he he got hurt last night. He's the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. I thought he was. Um, um, but I mean, Dak Prescott's a very good comparison to have. Projected first round pick seems like he. I don't think he's going to be their guy this year. I mean, they started Haynes King, and King has not looked good. But I so think he might Weigman, quickly become the guy. Hmm? He might become the guy. I think Connor could become the guy. I think if he becomes the guy. 
Jimbo might start doing well. If he can get a good quarterback, he might start doing well. But other than Jameis, he has not had a good quarterback. And when he's not had a good quarterback, he's been good, but he hasn't been great. He had the one last year of Kellen Mond where they went 9-1 and in the shortened season with COVID. Very good year, but that was Kellen Mond's last year. He didn't recruit Kellen Mond. Right. He recruited, I believe he recruited Calzada. I mean, I would at least assume he did. He recruited Haynes King. Calzada got hurt. He's out. He's at Auburn. He's the backup there. Haynes King did not look good last year, has really not looked good this year. Yeah. Um, the team around him doesn't look bad, but you need a court in, in today's college football, you need a quarterback. Right. And Jimbo especially is in need mm-hmm. of that quarterback. Yeah, he he's done good, but not been good enough without a quarterback. I get he beat Alabama, but and he's had good recruiting classes, but he had the teams haven't shown improvement under him really. Yep. And he's getting paid nine million a year through twenty thirty one. I think I think that was a reaction off of the Alabama game. Oh, we beat Alabama. Was he's in... tremendously overpaid. Yeah. Tremendously. Um. But this could this we could look back at this in three years and they win a national championship with Connor at quarterback and go. We were maybe overreacting a bit, and I was right when I said Connor could help save him. And leprechauns could ride flying pigs into Arkansas. I don't think it's going to happen. Hold on. <laughs> oh, he's going to get something. Leprechauns could ride flying pigs. His name is Arkansas. Grant Jr. I got him at church camp when I was a middle school counselor. There's a joke somewhere there, but I'm not mean enough to make it. Anyway. No, I did not steal a middle schooler from church camp. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the joke you were making, Grant? It was, it was similar to the joke I was making, correct? Yes. Um, no, yeah. I'm not going to make the joke. Um, so so, so that, is, that is my argument for why I think Jimbo Fisher I wouldn't fire him now I don't think he should but so far he's not really impressed at A&M other than beating us last year that's really been the high when your highlight of your career is in your fourth year you beat Alabama yeah I think he'll beat Alabama again this year I think all will be well with Jimbo Fisher um (laughs) anyway I think that about does it for us today um thank you so much for tuning in to all of the episodes that we're we're releasing from this and um Mm -hmm. yeah for grant i've been grant go check out manscaped um follow us places be people um do nice things anyway see you next time